Hey guys, it's Melissa Oatman from MelissaOatman.com. I want to welcome you to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so excited today because we have a very special guest with us. We have today with us Ms. Tandy Gutierrez, who is the founder of the Unicorn Wellness Studio. And she has done an amazing thing, which is to combine wellness and as far as things like physical wellness with spirituality, which is amazing. And I cannot wait to hear more about that and how she is helping people today. So thank you everyone for joining us today. And I wanna thank you Tandy for being here today with us. Thank you, Melissa, I am delighted. <laughs> and I am so excited to have you here because I am into all things spirituality, love tarot, all those things. And I know that you have combined all of those things into your practice of helping others in their wellness journey. So I cannot wait to hear about all of that. But before you dive into that, why don't you give us a little background about yourself? Tell us who you are and how did you get into wellness and then taking it a step further and uh, really amplifying it by adding in the spirituality component? Absolutely. I nowadays go by the title wellness witch i think that's most inclusive of the things that i do <laughs> i am a healer a mentor and a coach in the traditional and non-traditional senses i've spent you know over 20 years um, in the fitness and the wellness industry and i began as a performer as a dancer and a singer and so was coached at a level of professional athlete and that journey with the body uh, brings up a lot of injuries and my vessel is hypermobile and it's what they look for in a dancer in some ways, but it creates a lot of trouble along the way. So the original path was that as a performer, but that very quickly moves into fitness and wellness. Um, because of the injuries, I ruptured my right hip at 21, had to have a full repair yeah, like couldn't walk for a period of time and really threw me for a loop. And that's, you know, kind of the dark night of the soul. The universe starts to wake you up with yeah. some dramatic pieces. <laughs> and that is the least of some of the dramatic pieces in my life. But I had this path towards performing. And as a performer, you need a, a, a part-time job. And I bartended and waited tables like everybody does, but then found that teaching and coaching was like way easier on my vessel recovery wise. It was really good money. And I loved helping people. And it was a path that um, the universe really pushed me on. And so I'm a highly intuitive person, psychic, intuitive, and very clairsentient. Like I feel stuff. And since I was really little, you know, people ask me to share the spiritual side of things. And I just feel like it's that voice that's always been there. And it took me a long time to fully trust it and to walk in like empowered co-creatorship with it. But that little voice of like, what would be best for me or what would work you know, I always would sit with, how does this feel for me? Mm -hmm. So there was a, a time when, you know, I was booking gigs and, and, and working as a professional performer and it was great, but I also had this side life of coaching and teaching that was really rewarding and like warmed my heart. And you see how empowering it is for people to get connected to their vessel. And so I mentioned the hip repair because this is that, that turning point, right? As a vessel, our hips are the emotional storage units of our body. 
And I, you know, was familiar with Louise L. Hay's work, like you can heal your life, you can heal your body. And she did all this work with mirror work and mantras and that, you know, that injury was really cathartic for a lot of things of like the pileup of emotional traumas and wounds that had happened were just too much to not be dealing and working with. It rendered me immobile, right? Like I couldn't do what I was doing prior. So you just got to sit in your mess and like go every, all this is not working right now. Um, and so the path overlaps there because Pilates was a part of our dance program. And this is like in the way back machine, people weren't as familiar with it. People weren't coaching with it as a tool, um, to, you know, heal injuries or prevent injuries. And so I was really lucky to have that introduced at like the age of 18, I'm 43 now. So it just lent this lens to the vessel into healing that it was serendipitous. But when I got injured and my hip went so far South, I didn't have insurance and I was in college. It was my last year and it was just rough. And so I thought, what am I going to do? Like they didn't recommend physical therapy. They repaired it and sent me home. And we're like, you're going to be fine. And I was like, I'm dancing six hours a day. I'm not going to be fine. I can barely walk. And so I took the Pilates repertoire that I knew and went to the pool, like the college pool and just started to work in that space. So my career path has been this intertwining of performance of fitness, then moving more into the fitness culture, because earnestly, it was so much happier on my heart to help people. And I ended up getting everyone in, in the gym that was injured because I taught Pilates and it is rehab based. And so by default, I was one of the only coaches that was able to work with these clients. And so the value of doing micro movements and tiny things that really empower people, yeah. um, was super rewarding and that grew over time. And then, you know, other things happen in your life that you just start to lean further into the spirituality, but my path does seem a little weird. Cause it is, there's a traditional fitness aspect, all those science fitness chops totally there, but I've always had a home in healing. And when people would come to the Pilates studio, you know, they were always trying to explain like what it was I did. And they were like, well, it's kind of, I don't know. It's also really intuitive and kind of feels like there's a Reiki healing going on with it. And like over time it evolved into just that these layers of functional movement of healing aspects, you know, interwoven with a Reiki healing by proxy and with a mind's eye of understanding that our spiritual path is what will lead to all healing and unlocking and empowerment and manifestations. I love that. That is quite a journey. And um, I do believe that the universe always ends up guiding us. And sometimes it is those moments like the I like to call them tower moments because it feels like the tower comes down or the rug gets ripped out from underneath of you. But usually there's always a great learning when that happens. You know, it's all about the growth. So now you have gone into the fitness part of it. When did you start incorporating the spirituality into that? I started incorporating the spirituality into it on the back end, meaning I was in the witch closet for sure for a lot of years, <laughs> um, like around, 
I mean, the tarot has been a part of my life since I was 16 and, and meditation has been a part of my life in and out, you know, on and off. But about the time I turned 30, I'm 43 now. So about, you know, 13 years ago, um, definitely pulled it in. We moved, we moved into a house that was very haunted. (laughs) It was like nobody, I was like, oh, okay. All right. Here's all right. That's what we're doing here. And we were putting books away. You know, when we moved, we had all these books and all of a sudden my tarot deck from when I was like 16, like falls out. And I was like, where did that come from? And then there were cards that were stuck in books you know, that were falling out of things. And it was, the universe was pushy and clear. And for whatever reason, I trusted that process. It it definitely felt like an unraveling. And I have always felt like this path has chosen me. I did not choose it. It pushed my business. It has evolved my relationship in great ways, but it could, it might not have gone that way. Um, But I just feel like the universe is like, it's time, girlfriend, like you better like get on. We told you when you were 16, you've had enough time. And so I started staying up late after I put my kids to bed. And originally my husband was like, you can do whatever you need to do. Just keep them away from me. And I was like, okay. So I would stay up and meditate and I would stay up and work with the tarot. And I started integrating it with personal clients on the back end around that time. Um, And they were just blown away by how things progress so much more quickly and actually more smoothly and more kindly. And, you know, I, I felt the shifts in my life and then seeing the shifts in their life got to a point where can't hide in the closet anymore. This needs to be on the forefront of things (laughs) and, you know, pushed it as a business platform, but also spirit was really loud with me. My meditations, the the name was gifted that we needed to rebrand, change the name to unicorn wellness. And I was like, seriously, like I had built a career in fitness of like this very science, you know, elite information based practice. And I thought, is this going to, they're going to laugh. They're going to laugh at me, you know, <laughs> and they did it. Some of them did. And it was a bloodletting of membership, but I added the meditation and I added the tarot readings and it just evolved. It became a, an issue of authenticity and integrity. This is what I was using with private one-on-one clients. This is what I was doing for myself. This is what I deeply believe in and making it public and front end was simply a matter of time and became more uncomfortable to hide it than to put it out there. And so the movement practice on the site is based on a four week training cycle overlaid with the lunar cycles. And that was going on for years before we made it public, right? Like I just thought it was so cool and mind blowing that nobody was doing this, that your constructive rest phase aligns with the new moon energy of rest and restoration and self-care and that the full moon phase is that week that asks the most of your effort because you're being juiced to finish up complete push through with the full moon and again members come to the movement practice and are like especially like spiritually based people they're like i get that the vessel is important and that it's beautiful but nobody's treating it that way even if they're teaching yoga often it's it's very manipulative And so when you get in cycle with the lunations, it creates this softness and true embodiment of respecting what's going on. So 
I hope that begins to answer the question because it's big. It just kept pushing itself to be in the forefront and we lost 25% of our members over it. I got tons of hate email, nasty grams over this transition into the tarot. Um, The fact that I identified as a channeler and an intuitive, that it must be the devil's work and cannot understand that even that can be connected and is Christ consciousness, right? Like, so it's just the work that I'm here to do in this very, you know, weird setup. It's not a combo that is typically together. Yeah. And when you were talking about coming out of the closet, so to speak, and having to publicly announce then, you know, what you were doing, I understand that a lot. You know, I'm a teacher and being into the woo is not necessarily something that teachers are necessarily known for. So again, you worry about, okay, what are people going to think? What will people say? But I also identify with getting to the point where you know you can't care and you have to just do it anyway because you know that's what your path is and what you're supposed to be doing. So uh, I think that's very brave of you to put yourself out there because it's not an easy thing to do. And I know that myself. So I love that you are incorporating all of those things. And you talked earlier, we were talking about in your coaching sessions, you actually use tarot to help your clients. So can you explain to us a little bit about how that works? Absolutely. Um, For my mentoring clients that I have a group mentoring program and a one-on-one program, and they are all based in the tarot. So my one-on-one clients will have a question that they pose to the universe that they want insight on. I will do a five card tarot reading for them. And through that, it will channel a to-do list for them in that four week cycle. So it's a very practical and magical balance of things as a teacher. I imagine you might appreciate that, (laughs) Um, that there are actionable and tangible to do's to implement. And sometimes they are deep. Sometimes it is about journaling. Sometimes it is about digging around in the shadows and asking the questions and, you know, cognitively processing it and emotionally processing it. Sometimes it's a gifted personalized mantra. Sometimes um, my guides and guardians really like people to work in color. So like certain colors of nail polish, right. To like evoke. So it keeps it at your fingertips, like what you're working on and as reminders. So sometimes the to-dos are really silly and sometimes they're very deep. Um, two weeks after that tarot reading arrives to the clients, then we have a one-on-one call and, um, I am also clear audience. So mostly I just listen. And we have, you know, specific questions to ask that, you know, leading them through the to-dos, have you implemented them yet? Yes or no. Trying to diffuse the emotion out of it and just get into practical tactics. Then talking through, you know, what's inspiring you? What have you manifested? What's bringing joy? What's keeping you grounded? Then moving into, is there anything you're resisting? Brewing anger, frustration. And so the tarot leads that whole process, right? Through the to-do list. It's going to tell you, it's going to lay it out like where we're going. Um, It requires trust because that to-do list sometimes is really weird. And you're like, this is going to do it. Like this is going to bring me (laughs) clarity and healing. Um, But I'm, I'm listening for what I call the, um, I mean, the brash way to say it is I'm listening for the lies, but I don't think any humans lying or manipulating but I'm listening for the frequency untruths. 
Right. And so then my job as a space holder is to just reflect those of poking and offering some other reflections on it so that we get into truth, right? Because we all have our subconscious programming and we navigate from false paradigms and old stories and past life paradigms. And then from that transition, we pull out the question for the next reading. And the magical mentoring is really this cool process of four months that seems like the work that we're doing day to day with the tarot has nothing to do with the big questions, but by the end of the cycle and the session, major transformations have happened in their lives that it's almost sneaky. And they're kind of blown away of like, whoa, okay. That it happened like magic, right? We're doing the shadow work. Yeah. And then the things they think we're going to be striving at as the goal oriented process are unraveling in this truly authentic way now. I love that. And I especially appreciate that you're kind of there to keep them in check because what I find is, you know, a lot of people when they go through coaching or counseling or whatever, you'll tend to repeat everything as though this is how I see the world, but you see it as this is the truth of the world. And then it takes having another person there to like hold up a mirror and say, this actually isn't the world. And this isn't the truth of what's really happening. You're putting your own, you know, perceived ideas on what's happening. And we're all guilty of that. I've been guilty of that myself. And you can't see it when you're that close to the situation. And so it takes someone else saying, that's actually not what's happening. Here's what's really happening. And now how do we deal with that? So I think that that's really interesting that you do that work because I think it's so necessary because a lot of people don't realize they do that. Totally. You know, I wish, you know, all this, my path definitely fosters from my mother wounds, right? I'm adopted. The mother who raised me was highly abusive in all the ways. And so trusting someone to give you feedback or to um, reframe or to reflect something is, you know, I, I learn it every day to, to <laughs> let that be things that are, are in my life. So I really appreciate the fact that people trust me to hold that space for them. Cause that's a lot of trust, right? Like they're, but by the time they get to me, they're ready, right? It's usually like they're tired of dying on the same Hill. And I think that magical mentoring is my experience is that the tarot and, and the esoteric, the astrology, right? They're tools to move us through our karma. And so I just find healing and results and goal getting so much faster and actually softer by doing this work in this way, right? Like the transformation that's capable of happening and I love that you said tower moment. And I'm wondering if, if that's, you know, on purpose, like to the tower card in the tarot. Yeah, that's yeah. why I use that. Um, because to me, that's kind of what that means in my life. Like I had a what I call a tower moment and from the tarot tower moment that led to my awakening. And so I feel like anytime you have those options, like some people call them aha moments or whatever you want to call them. It's usually leading you to changing something in your life, like something wasn't working. 
So that moment happens because the universe is like, I've been trying to shift you and you haven't listened. That's why I tell people, if you don't listen, the universe is going to move you if you don't move. And it will often happen in very shocking ways uh, because we don't, we don't listen. Well, this is exactly, I love this because this is exactly the work that, that my work is based on, whether it's on the mat or in the tarot, right. In, in the mentorship aspects of things is that I, the universe whispers, Hey, you might want to just this, yeah. you know, and then they'll start talking. Hey, you know what? I think this really needs to change. And then the universe will start yelling. And I didn't ask if I could curse before we started, but then I feel like the universe starts throwing you know what dishes at your head and that's the implosion mark and so people really fear the tarot you know like they fear the tower and they fear the death card and it's like my teaching and my experience in magical mentoring with my clients is the tower card can actually in a reading be very soft if you listen right Mm -hmm. it shows up and it says there are systems in place right now that are no longer serving your highest and greatest good So it's time to change something. And it's like, you've built that tower. All those bricks belong to you, but it's kind of like, Hey, living at the top and trying to get down to go to the grocery store just takes too long. Right. So you can't live at the top of the tower anymore. And I will often explain it as like, let's take the tower apart. You get to keep all the bricks, but you need to rebuild the, the, the house you're living in. And that could be a ranch style house, you know, yeah. and that shifts everything yeah. being on the ground floor, right? You're like, yeah. I'm not getting my cardio steps in, but I'm much closer to the grocery store now. Like I'm not late for work every day now. So I really embrace the tower. I love the tower card. I love big change. I love exciting transitions, mm-hmm. but the tower card can be the whisper. If we learn to listen. And if we start to learn that, oh man, if I wait to take action on that little thing I know is niggling in there, mm-hmm. then it's going to be a hot mess and real uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm with you. I also really like the tower card because I think a lot of, a lot of tarot readers will interpret that as a negative thing, but here's where I think some people differ in that you can take news that might not necessarily be the greatest news to someone and make it constructive and say to someone, okay, we may not have expected this. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. Like this could be a way for you to reinvent yourself or a moment for you to leave behind that old job or that this or that 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 you don't like anymore anyway and do something completely new. So I really love your explanation of how you explain the tower card to other people because i think it's spot on that people should be looking at it it's when i say oh the universe pulls the rug out from under you it doesn't have to be a bad thing if you like you said you are listening and trying to do the work with the universe you know the universe does always guide us if we're paying attention (laughs) Always. I mean, the main issue is like, we're not listening and we haven't learned to trust yet, Mm -hmm. you know, because when we're trying to control everything, it siphons off the flow. Mm -hmm. And I believe me, I always feel like, you know, 
in the unicorn wellness community, we talk about like not embarking on trauma Olympics, but like, you know, the, that list of tower moments in my personal life is kind of hefty. And I do think if I had not had that inner whisper, if I had not had a connection, um, mostly at that time to like guardian angels through my grandmother, I think I wouldn't have survived and I wouldn't have grown and I wouldn't have evolved. And I can genuinely say in my life now that I really can thank those tower moments. I didn't like them. I, they were really <laughs> uncomfortable <laughs> and I fought them right for so long. Yeah. And particularly because the last, you know, two years have been what they've been as far as a pandemic, like there's a lot of plot twists, you know, and I really am embracing that language more and more of like, just, it's like a plot twist, like, Hey, did not see that coming. And like you said, it can be plot twists can be this miracle too. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, surprises can be really fun by the time they shake out. And in my life, as ugly as it has gotten at certain times, and I mean, real ugly that I do trust that it will all shake out. It always has. And that in the end, there is a blessing and a growth. Yeah. And I have experienced that in my own life as well. And I always say that I, if I hadn't had a strong connection to the divine and to my spiritual team, there's no way I would have survived a lot of the things that have happened in the past couple of years. And I feel like that it has fueled me all the more to continue building that connection, to continue trying to be on the path of serving others, living my purpose. And I also think that it has absolutely built my character and made me who I am. And so I think that is super important because if there's anyone out there, I mean, life always throws challenges our way. That's always going to happen. You can't avoid that, but you can have the tools right at your fingertips to help you get through it in a much easier way and with more grace. Absolutely. And, and my, that's the aim of my work, whether it's on the mat and the tarot or through the astrology is that people have more tools, right? Like we just, we do, and we need different tools at different times, but we also need a home base of tools. And I think as a culture, we're very much lacking in that. And it's a learning curve to bring us back to, you know, home and understanding that we do have everything that we need at each moment that we need it. And the more we lean into spirit, the more time we spend in spirit, the, the more we have, and I don't mean that in a tangible way, but sometimes in that way too, like just trusting, you know, our mind is very powerful. What we focus on, you know, where energy go, like where your attention goes, energy flows. And we are in such a stage as a collective of transition that fear is the easy place for focus to go. And so again, the tower, if we can reframe it as a plot twist, like how can we make something awesome out of this universe? I do not understand where we're going right now, but okay. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you say plot twist because I, 
that just makes it sound like, okay, something exciting just happened. You know, how can we develop this and make this even better, you know, or sometimes it literally is being like, if you're in the kitchen and you have ketchup and barbecue sauce, how do I make a dish out of this? You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's so true because I, I also feel like that perspective on it is also one of co-creatorship and creativity and like really, you know, digging into creative life force and all of its strange, weird, wonderful places, because I felt like for forever. And I still sometimes feel like this, that like the universe is sending me messages. Right. But it's almost like this weird scavenger hunt game. Like, you know, it's a message, but they keep throwing like puzzle pieces at your head and you're picking them up going, does this even go to the same puzzle? Like, I don't like how it's like the, the gray, gray or black pieces that are always all around the edges. And you're like, Oh, this could go anywhere. And that's yes. those are the hardest. Yes. Like, what do I, and do I this? Yeah. So, I mean, for me in, in my personal life, and then what I, I hope to bring to my members and my clients is that, yeah, you may have like 17 puzzle pieces that like, don't go to the same puzzle but this is what you have to work with. So what can we create and craft out of this? Maybe it's a, you know, it's a sculpture, you know, just like you said, like we've got barbecue sauce and we've got ketchup. What are we going to do with this? Yeah. Cause that's what we've got, right. you know, like we can be mad about it. We can be sad about it. We're still here. And these are the things that we have to work with. Yeah, exactly. And I think that is such a it's a skill really of being able to co-create and work with the universe because um sometimes we look at something and we can't really see what in the world we could do with that but then when we lean in and we connect to the divine you'll get guidance that oh you know the reason that i gave you this was for this you know but until you connect and lean in you're sitting there like are you kidding me like what do you absolutely and so you know our, the community that I've, I work with and our members and my clients, I mean, for the last nine years, it really is about that because they're typically coming where they, they feel that there's messaging. They know there's magic. They think that that connection is like, if I get closer to spirit, then those things are all going to be a little bit smoother. But the main question I always get is like, how do I know that's a message or how do I start to harness this? And how do I start to work with it? And I think, for me, that was like, I was so psychic, but I didn't know. Right. So I was just overwhelmed, exhausted, tired. I was always right, but everybody was mad about it, but I wasn't taking action. <laughs> you know, like it was just this like <laughs> hot mess yeah. of magic, you know? And what I learned was that for me, right. Being able to get grounded, getting more connected to the vessel, I mean, I have celiac, I had a thyroidectomy, I have IBS, like those are all such, you break them down spiritually, this, you know, having the capacity to not receive nourishment, to not receive love, right? And all the anger and the things I just couldn't digest, right? They're all emotional, but the more I got grounded, the more I went to my mat, the more I meditated, the more I cleaned up my food, the more I leaned into the tarot, life genuinely just got better. And I still don't have great language, you know, around explaining 
how to really listen to your intuition. I just know the practices that cultivated it in me and what, you know, for those that it resonates with for unicorn wellness, what it begins to cultivate in them to be in practice in sacred ritual again, you know, in ways that are approachable, that kind of straddle this modern tech based life with our sacred, you know, primal vessel that it just starts to, you just have that. Oh, like your brain goes, Oh, and then your brain will start to go, Oh, plot twist. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to buckle up for this one and bring extra snacks, but here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of like <laughs> being on the floor in tears and like so angry. Right. Yeah. And I think that you raised a good point. I think there are a lot of people out there who do, I mean, everyone has intuition and everyone can tap into it, but there's a lot of people out there who think they can't. And a big part of that is that it's like anything else you have to practice and you have to, you know, learn what it is that you do to connect because we're all so different. Some people see things, some people hear things, some people just feel things, some people just know things. So everyone is different. And the possibility is that you already are connecting and don't realize it. Yeah, exactly. And with clients, what's helpful in language, because I, you know, I think all teachers and healers and mentors, we're on the same path. We're just a little farther up ahead with like a flashlight trying to shout back to like not trip over the route, you know, yeah. <laughs> like not land on the tree. I don't know. Yeah. And so I feel like I was asking all these questions of like, how do I know? How is this going to work? And um, what language that's helped, you know, people is that you learn your tells, you know, it's like, if you think about it, like a classical, like, you know, either magic trick or when you're trying to see if someone's lying to you kind of thing, like you just start to learn the tells of your own vessel, right. Of like, whether you do like, whether it's an idea or a song that comes into your brain, you know, whether it's a, like, a, like I get muscle spasms, like pulses in my forearms and it, it comes in all kinds of shapes and forms. And so just being open to like, yeah, you could be hearing stuff. You could be thinking things. You could be feeling things. It's all valid. But the more you get to know yourself, the more you, you know, those things. Yeah, exactly. Um, so tell us a little bit more about your, uh, your group, because I know that you have a group online that you, um, work with people and I know in groups and also one-on-one. So tell us a little bit more about that. If there's anyone out there listening who may be interested in the groups or in one-on-one. Yeah. So I have, technically I have three programs. So I have magical mentoring. That's a one-on-one mentoring coaching aspect through the tarot that we talked about earlier. I tend to take eight to 10 clients two times a year. There's typically a wait list for those spots. Um, you can come in for a four month period of time with it, but a lot of my mentees end up staying for a full year cycle one way or the other. It's not required. It's very much up to where they're at in their healing and in their process. Um, so that's a one-on-one experience with me, just like we talked through. Then I have group magical mentoring that it's a group that comes together and I do one tarot reading for the entire group. And we have set questions that we work through. Typically the foundational questions are, you know, how to cultivate unshakable self-trust, 
how to cultivate unshakable self-care. We tend to work with how to heal the mother wound and the wound of worthiness in their first go around with me. And they will all have the same to-do list to work with in that cycle. Um, we meet once a month on Zoom as a community to go through their to-do list and their what's inspiring them or what they're resisting. And that always takes an organic path also. Um, and the group magical mentoring has a Voxer group that can be a social connection if they want it. It's usually about 50, 50 for some people. It's way too much to process as they're doing their own work. Totally fine. My little introvert heart totally gets that, <laughs> you know, and they're welcome to exit the group. Um, but for some people, it really works to have that community aspect, to talk about the to-do list, to see what's coming up for them, to lean on a community that's spiritually minded and based and like all their weird, all their, you know, woo woo just gets a full loving hug there. Um, so those are those two processes. I do magical mentoring in the spring and we're just finishing up this fall session of it. So the next one will begin in March of 2022. The other offering is Unicorn Wellness Studio, and that is an online wellness studio. It is based in a movement practice. So they're 30 minute mat-based workouts. Um, they are all in alignment with lunar cycles and the current zodiac season. So they are designed to energetically filter, sift, and harness and balance the energies at play. So you'll see it transition and shift from more like functional movement, strength and conditioning to Pilates. And then sometimes it's got a good yogic flair to it also. And that's really the heartbeat of the community is that membership. And they have new moon and full moon tarot readings for the community. And they have new moon and full moon energy forecasts. And those energy forecasts have journaling prompts that can be used as your own tarot spread for each of those lunations. Nice. And the membership has 15 minute guided meditations, but they're really energetic healings. <laughs> and, and the members know it, but like when people first come in, sometimes they side eye that part because they're not as familiar with Reiki by proxy, or they're just not really sure how that shakes out. So these are channeled healings that flow through me. I get to be the courier for them. They're on the site. They're typically around 15 minutes. And they're again, meant to, you know, harness and balance the energies at play to bring forward healing. And so to me, guided meditation is like, you know, bedtime stories for grownups. Like you don't have to do anything, just show up and listen. Yeah. Um, I'm really big on taking decision fatigue down, being in a space where the language is like unified, right? Like we, and, and if it works for you to have a separate astrologer and a separate tarot reader and a separate, you know, coach or trainer, that's great. But there's a lot of like, oh, we're all speaking the same language here and it starts to feed into itself. So that membership is, it's a monthly membership um, that, you know, we launched in 2013, way before anybody else was, was doing the thing. And everybody thought it was super weird for leaving like <laughs> a, a pretty high profile gig, you know, like <laughs> to do this, they were like, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, and that membership has a deeply loving and connected community that's super spiritually based. I always say it's for the open-hearted woo-woo seekers, the witches, like this is your place. Like you may not feel real comfortable at the gym, but you're going to be so comfortable here. 
and there's a private Facebook group and it's really stunning. They really love each other. And, you know, as much as it's, you know, in quotations online, you know, we are living our lives. We're here. This is a really yummy conversation that's completely connected and real. And the unicorn wellness community is that. So you're not just getting these videos to do a workout and then go listening to these things. You have a community to be in conversation with, you know, if that's something you're seeking and looking for. I love that. And so if someone is interested in joining you, what's the best way for them to get more information or to, to contact you? Yeah. Head to the website. So unicornwellnessstudio.com. There's a little button at the top and it says start here in big letters. And so that's just the easiest place. There's a self-care gift and it starts to trickle through um, a 30 minute stretch video, the, you know, six tactics to become a unicorn. So you get to know, you know, what I'm teaching, how I'm teaching and see if it's a fit for you or not. I love that. And I'm including that link in the show notes too. If anyone wants to go there to get more information, all you have to do is go to the show notes and click on that link. So that'll be there for you to make it a little bit easier for you. (laughs) Yay. Well, this is the time of year, you know, our brains start to go in that direction of things (laughs) and on the site, there's, you know, a 14 day trial. I love to just really say like, there's no pressure, but you're going to need to try it to see if it's your jam or not but it really feels like your community would be such a fit. And I just love having new members come in and go, oh my gosh, I feel like I can breathe in here. I connect with this. I can be as weird and woo as I want to be or not. And it's all good. You know, like it's such a frequency fit for it. Yeah. I really, um, really appreciate you having the component there where people can connect because I think that's so important for people to feel like they found a tribe, you know, that they can really um, share ideas with and and get support from. So that's a great component there to your program. Well, this is what we've built the entire thing on, you know, we're coming up on nine years and another way to connect. If you're like, "Mm, I don't know about all that, you know, like on Instagram, it's my account. I answer everything. You can send me a DM. I answer all of it. Like I am here to be your coach and your guide. And so that people don't feel so alone in this process, particularly the process of awakening. It it can be very scary. Yeah. And then trying to find Uh, that space. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here today and for this beautiful conversation. It's been amazing. Um, I always like to, before we leave, ask our guests, I like to put them on the spot (laughs) and ask them to leave our listeners with a little piece of advice that they can take away with them. My favorite piece of advice right now that is so loud in the universe is to really lean into the weird you know, like all the things about yourself that you just think are so weird, like, you know, just like go deeper towards it. Just really just get as weird as humanly possible. There's such a call right now to, you know, really become our true authentic selves. And that sounds kind of big and scary sometimes of like, what is the highest unfoldment of my soul in this lifetime? Like that sounds a little epic. Yeah. But I think leaning into the weird is just this lovely soft place of maybe that's tarot. Maybe I'm going to check out unicorn wellness. Maybe I'm going to go try a candle spell for the first time and then just sit and see how it feels 
You know, you'll get heart warm when stuff is, is the right fit for you. And so anything that seems weird, do it. And then anything that gives you that little heart warm space where you're like, oh, well, that was nice. Do more of that. Yeah, I love that. Definitely an amazing piece of advice. And uh, so true too, definitely true. Thank you again, Tandy, so much for being here with us. And I encourage all of you to go check out the Unicorn Wellness Studio and see all of the amazing things that she is offering. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yes, absolutely. And thank you to all of you who are out there listening. I really deeply appreciate each and every one of you. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. And the greatest compliment you can pay me is to share the podcast with anyone you think might also benefit. I also want to remind you that you can become a Patreon if you enjoy this podcast and you want to listen to it five days a week instead of three days a week. You can join me on Patreon for a small fee. You'll get two extra episodes a week. Plus, I also post bonus things like videos of our interviews and guided meditation. So go check that out and also check out social media. You can follow me there. I do readings on Facebook on Monday. And you can work with me at my website, melissaopen.com. As always, I am sending you guys so much love and light. I hope you have a beautiful day today from wherever you're listening. And I will talk to you soon.